Hi, welcome to the Pelvi Biz Podcast. Are you a pelvic health PT or OT struggling to start your own practice? This podcast helps pelvic health PTs and OTs get out of debt, gain the income they desire, be able to treat patients without insurance restraints, and learn how to create time freedom for yourself and your family. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, Pelvic Health Business Grower, and Pelvi Biz. Over the last two years, I went from a solo entrepreneur to a seven-person team and counting. I'm here to help provide a clear path to grow your pelvic health business as fast as possible so that you can gain the time freedom, decrease debt, increase income, and live the life that you desire. Before we get started today, make sure you click the link in our bio to grab your ticket for Pelvi Biz. Now let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to Pelvi Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Alhui. Today, we're going to talk about my own personal struggles, and I want you guys to think about your struggles and why they make you so unique. So... This one is a little vulnerable post because I have not really shared this with a lot of people, but you know what? I thought it's a good lesson. So here we go. When I was two years old, I stuck my head in a railing and I could not get it out. I decided to pull my head back through the railing and I ripped my right ear off. They had to go sew it back on. And in return, that caused me to have a hearing loss in my right ear. It's pretty significant, like I can't hear if if that ear's up or whatever else. So that being said, it started to cause me to have speech delays when I was a really young kid. This was when I was like, you know, three, four years old because I was behind because I couldn't really hear that well out of my right ear. And so I got behind in school. And because of that, I had to start working harder. I had to start working harder than the other kids. They diagnosed me with ADHD because I was, you know, a really active kid. I had a learning disability in reading and writing. It was very hard for me because I just couldn't speak. So I had to be in speech classes all the way from elementary school to what do you call it, to middle school, to high school. I, you know, had to take all these extra classes and I had tutors and, you know, why everyone else was playing outside and they got to enjoy summers. I either had a tutor or I either had to study harder because I just couldn't keep up. I never was an all A student. I was always a B student. I'm always the B student that wanted to have fun. I always tried to make things fun because I never wanted to be boring. And so that being said, when you have a learning disability, they make you take all these tests and all this stuff. And they basically label you and they labeled me having a fifth grade reading level all the way through high school. And to this day, I still don't believe that that is the case. I believe that I just didn't want to take the test. And so I'm just bored with it and got done and was tired of reading their questions and trying to answer them. And, you know, that being said, it's really interesting how they put these labels on you and you have to kind of say, you know what, is that truly me? Or the reality was I knew inside, like, I just wasn't interested in this crap. So why make me take this thing? And so I just quickly like fill out the test and be done. 
But I do have to say, out of all that, what it taught me was I had to try harder than all the rest of the people in school, okay? I had to really, you know, push past boundaries that a lot of people weren't used to. A lot of people just went through school and they just went to class and and got home and like played outside and whatever else. Like that's before computers, right? But for me, I had to go to school, then I had to go to tutoring, then potentially I had to go, oh, then I was a gymnast. So then I had to go to gymnastics practice and gymnastics was what I was really, really good at. I spent like four or five hours a day training. This is why I like to do athletics just in general. It also, you know, got the niche of all my energy out. So I would go to school, have tutoring, and then go to gymnastics. And I did that for years and years and years. I was a level eight gymnast, really competitive, wanted to be an Olympian, but had to stop because all my joints were failing. So That being said, I knew I was good at something, which was athletics. And I started to be like, you know what? I have to try harder than a lot of people. And I always was, I always was really, what do I want to say? Mad kind of about it. I was really mad that I had to put in the extra work and mad that I had to do the, the extra stuff. Right. In reality, it really was a blessing that I think was a blessing in disguise Because I think ADHD, anyone out there that has ADHD, a lot of us do, I see it now as a superpower. Before, I saw it as like a disability, but now I see it as a superpower because many people have not walked that journey of multitasking times 10, being able to handle a lot of tasks. Some people cannot do that. So, you know, I say ADHD is the best thing and also to a learning disability because it made me be able to pivot and learn how to pivot and learn what works best for me. And it made me have to be like, you know what, I'm going to keep pushing forward, even when I don't want to, and I have to do things that I absolutely hate, you know, because words have never been my thing. Like even when I was in PT school, I remember differential diagnoses class, we had to have like, I don't know, compare 30 different diagnoses. And I remember on my test, I was the only one, I drew out every single diagnosis, kind of like a brain dump, but every single one of the diagnoses in stick figures. So if it was like ALS, I like did both arms that were paralyzed and like both legs. And then like for MS, I did one side of arms and legs. And like that cued my brain to be able to say, hey, okay, this is different between this rather than knowing words of being like, okay, remember all these words of what makes up this diagnosis versus this. And to this day, I still remember that. So I just started realizing how my brain actually works and started making that work for me. So like, I don't like reading. I never have words just don't interest me. And so Like a lot of times I will also get asked, uh, Kelly, what books do you read? Uh, Because, you know, I help a lot of people out. And so like, what books do you read? And I'm like, I actually don't read any books. And it's very shocking as an entrepreneur to not read books because that's how a lot of entrepreneurs get inspired. For me, I get inspired by talking with you guys and listening to y'all stories and listening to your ideas and listening to, you know, what questions that you have. And then what I do is I take that and start thinking about like, how can I make this a reality or how can I make this better 
or what can I do differently that's outside the box than what all these other people are thinking because they're all thinking the same thing. So I try to create a different path and I truly believe my learning disability and my hearing loss honestly set me up for success. And this is why it's such a blessing because I always had to think outside the box. So instead of me reading books in school, when we had to do like, you know, all those summer readings and take all these tests on books, I literally never read one book in school. I would just go around to all my classmates because I love to talk and I would just ask, hey, what did you learn in this book? What did you learn? What did you learn? And I would take all that information and collect it and then literally take a test on it and pass a test because I was just able to talk to people and they were able to communicate what they actually learned and gave me the summarized version of that. How crazy is that? And to this day, I still do it. And I didn't know that it would be like the leg up in business because a lot of times people just don't know how to talk to people. And the biggest thing is, And even with pelvic health coaching is I have to teach you guys how to communicate with people to get them to understand what you actually do so that they will, that they will buy into whatever you're trying to get them to help them out with. Right. So communication is actually like a very high level skill to have. And I think because of this, my whole background that that's what's led me to success is because of the struggles that I've had and the way I've had to pivot with, you know, instead of me listening to books, I can, I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. I'll dictate a lot on my MacBook. I'll use Grammarly, which is, you know, what do you call it, that program online? But, you know, I think it's really important to understand like a, how you learn. I think that's very important. And B, like, if you're not a reader, don't try to be a reader. Like everyone's like, Kelly, how do you not read books? I just don't read books and I'm okay with that. I'm 100% okay with that because I know I don't get anything out of books, but I do know I get a lot out of talking with people and people will actually tell you the problems. So if you guys are thinking about, hey, I'm trying to create an online course, I'm trying to create this, talk with people. It's the best thing that you can do. And another interesting point is like, I used to have to take vodka shots. I'm not kidding. You guys should ask my college roommates. I used to have to take vodka shots before I gave a speech or stood up in front of the class and said my name because I had a speech impediment and I couldn't speak. I literally couldn't speak. And the funny thing is to this day, I love speaking now, which is crazy because in college I was the complete opposite and they would have like vodka shots literally waiting for me at the top of the stairs when I had to like make a presentation True stories. But yeah, it's just funny how how life turns around. And now I like love public speaking because I guess I practice it enough to be able to feel confident in speaking, you know? So I know I'm kind of going everywhere, but I just want to come on. And I think this episode should be called like struggles because your struggles can actually be your biggest assets and make you unique. And my struggles of reading, writing, not passing the, what do you call it, SATs, the GRE we had to do, the boards exam. Like all those are struggles that I had to dig deeper and go, okay, I failed this. Okay, how can I get back up again? How can I do this again? How can I do this differently? And each time, each of those struggles is like more of a badge of honor to be like, hey, I'm gonna try this again and I'm gonna play a different game this time and let's see if I can win win the game, which is passing the test. 
And then, you know, I've had programs that I've launched that have no one has bought. When I, you know, orthopelvic started, no one wanted to come see me. They were terrified to come and even hang out with me because it's COVID, right? Like that was a loss. When I started PelviBiz, PelviBiz, people had no clue what PelviBiz were. They were very hesitant to even come into PelviBiz. So these are struggles that I want you guys to really think about and be like, what struggles in my past? Like going back to your childhood, what struggles have you had? Like that's what I want you to pause and think about. And what struggles then can you use that actually make you unique? So for me, what makes me unique is I don't read books. I learned at a very young age that I, A, had to work harder than everyone else, and B, I learned that reading wasn't my thing. It never was. I hate doing things that I absolutely hate doing, and I figured out a way to work around that by communicating with people, and because of that, I didn't know this at the time because I didn't think I would ever enjoy public speaking. But in reality, it actually has given me success to be able to communicate better with people using, you know, verbal communication, not written. You don't want me writing. (laughs) The same thing goes with my staff. Like when I talk to my staff, I use a message called Voxer, which probably just heard go off. I use that because I'm able to communicate verbally. If I send an email, you're not going to want to look at that because you're going to be like, what the heck is happening here? (laughs) So... You know, these are the struggles that really can make you have success. And I want you to think about what are the struggles that actually make you unique and just use the struggles to make you a stronger person. And that is the gift that you give to other people is the struggles that you've had in the past that now are actually the things that drive success. So I know this is like a super uh, personal and vulnerable uh, podcast, but I really wanted to come on and put it out there to let you guys know, you know, you may seem see like, oh, wow, Kelly is very successful. It's just Kelly. She can do anything. She's always going to reach her goals. Yeah, it's the case. I am going to reach my goals because I've had to do hard crap in the past. And because of that hard stuff, I've been able to keep pushing past when things get hard, especially in entrepreneurship. And I've learned truly what makes me unique and what makes me different. And I learned to use that as my strengths, okay? So not everyone has to have, like, I have high energy all the time. I'm just naturally born with it. I don't know, I'm blessed with that, I guess. But like, you know, not everyone has to have that. Maybe you're a reader and maybe you can write. And maybe, you know, if you love to write, maybe you write all these blog posts and all your SEOs get like really high and because you know how to use these words and all that kind of stuff. Like for me, that's not me, but maybe that's you. And so maybe you start using that or maybe you're a writer and you can really tell a story and you're great at storytelling. And so maybe your Instagram posts or TikTok posts is like so amazing because you can really elaborate in your words that you use and people get what you're trying to say, okay? Maybe that's what makes you unique. Maybe you have this population that you tend to work with because of the past trauma that you've had and you're able to then relate to these people so much more because of that and that is what makes you unique and something that other people cannot relate to. And so people are going to be more gravitated to you because you truly, truly get them. So start to think about, you know, what truly, the point of the podcast is what truly makes you unique, okay? Write down the struggles that you've had in the past. 
and say, why does this make me different? And what have I done about the struggles in the past that then is going to make me have success in the future? Write that down. And that's it, guys. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Have a great day. If you are ready to change your life, click the link in the show notes to get your ticket to Pelvi Biz. Let's go.